What's going on, everybody? It is Cooper. The Welcome to Cooperville podcast is proudly brought to you by Monster Energy. If I don't have an ultra sunrise each morning, the sun does not rise for me. And I'll tell you what, in almost 40 years of life, breathing on this planet, never, not a once, have I ever punched through sheetrock. Don't believe the hype. Monster Energy, proud sponsors of the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. We are also brought to you by Violent Gentleman Hockey Club, VGHC. If you don't know about Violent Gentlemen Hockey Club, check them out on Instagram at Violent Gents. Their kick-ass hockey clothing line, they got something team-specific for every hockey team you follow as we get closer and closer to hockey season here. Or if you're just into badass, bad attitude apparel, they got it all. Violent Gentlemen Hockey Club, sponsors of your Welcome to Cooperville podcast. Very excited about this week's episode. Great conversation with Dan Beck, young entrepreneur, founder of Midwest Meals, and just an all-out good dude. I do want to warn you, because apparently I need to start doing this. There is a lot of F-bombs in this episode. So if this is one of those things where you're like, oh, I was going to listen to the Welcome to Cooperville podcast and the kids are in the room, they are going to be exposed to some colorful language. And depending on how you like to parent and what you think is appropriate, inappropriate, important, and not important, just want to give you some fair warning. Dan Beck episode starts right now. Welcome to Cooperville. Do you know what's fun to do in Cooperville? Pack up your shit and get the fuck out. Listen. www.welcometocooperville.com Who the fuck says www anymore? I can't even say it. www.www.com Stop that. The Welcome to Cooperville podcast. On demand anywhere quality podcasts are available. And some places where cheap podcasts are available. And the local gas station has some. Subscribe. Get updates. Feel better about your life. Welcome to Cooperville.com. Check, 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 one, check, check. Welcome to Cooperville. Make sure you use a coaster. The wife gets upset when we leave rings on the tables. Who is Dan Beck? <laughs> that's the question that we will answer today, if you don't already know. And that's also your Instagram handle, so I think it's, it's fitting to open with that. But Dan Beck is my guest on the Welcome to Cooperville podcast, episode number uh, 24 already so thanks for coming down man yeah absolutely i'm happy to be here thanks for having me and now that i know that you live like two blocks away like chaos is about to ensue i'm gonna be out running one morning and you're gonna be out like get after it pussy i'm gonna have to run faster i'll follow behind you on my motorcycle <laughs> this dude's chasing me but no uh you know entrepreneur uh fitness uh health uh tattoos motorcycles dude washes his car like every fucking day I mean, just all out, go get her. We try. Yeah, and I think that's you know a lot of the stuff that we want to get into today is is about um, is about finding that because I think and you and I kind of you know before we started recording here kind of we're talking back and forth about motivation and you know uh, some people that are out there that really you know do offer that inspiration, um, but I think you know it takes more than just. Uh, putting out a, a clever saying or a post that that inspires people I think you have to actually live it and and drive it every single day and I think you're you're a prime example of that because what are you like 20 25 fucking 20 Going get, on the, get, the, get the fuck out of here 25 <laughs> years old I'm touching 40 I'm still like, a baby yeah I'm touching 40 like some frightened teenager <laughs> you know with this first time he's with a girl like I don't know 
I'm a little nervous here, but no, I, I, I'm actually my, my new hashtag is uh, is is fuck thirty nine because because we're going to kill it. Hell uh, yeah! But uh, you know, I want you're you're from around the area though, right? You're from are you Ladysmith, Wisconsin? Ladysmith, Wisconsin. Yep. Born and raised. Yep. So just about you know an hour fifteen north mm-hmm. of here, north or south of Highway Eight. Uh, I am south. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, it was about to get. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, is they, what they say. Don't question things that happen north of Highway 8. North of Highway 8, there's more beer in your truck than gas. That's how we live, people. I mean, that's just, if it's, if you don't understand Wisconsin, you know, visit sometime and you'd be like, what is this happy hour stuff? Like, what is a Bloody Mary <laughs> cheese curry? I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll show you the ropes out here. Uh, so born and raised in Ladysmith, but you spent some time out uh, on, on the West Coast. Yep. So actually, like, even to go back a little further, I grew up a skateboarder. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I was going to live in California the rest of my life. Uh, that's, you know, as a skateboarder, you kind of think West coast Mm -hmm. sunsets, you know, the whole super nice, that's where everyone's at in skateboarding. Uh, so I got the opportunity, um, in 2016, I was out there for a year and it wasn't all it was cracked up to be, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a super cool place to visit, not somewhere that I wanted to actually live. Uh, you know, it's, it's, and it's one of those things too, where it's, you don't have that Midwest vibe, right? It's weird. Yeah. But I mean, it's a totally another world out there. Yeah, and you see it, you know, when you see places like like Huntington Beach, and you see, you know, the beaches and the palm trees, and you know, chicks on roller skates, and you know, musicians out with guitars, and you know, with the guitar cases open, um, you know. And I've talked to a few of those that that made that trip and, and did the LA thing, and you know, you when you visualize it or when you see it uh, on YouTube or you see it in, in a movie, you know, the scene is always very picturesque. It's always like, well, the sun is up and the, you know, the beaches, you know, get out there early and put your towel down. And, and that's, but what you don't hear about is, you know, when the beach is beach day is done or it's not a yep. perfect day um, there, it can be a little, little scary out there, you know, oh, yeah. the conditions, uh, you know, it's not really a place that's made for uh, going out and uh and trying to survive you know as a as a human being especially when you have midwestern roots and we just kind of have a different mentality well it's just completely different too i mean around here if you're at a a grocery store and someone brushes by you they're gonna you know acknowledge your existence and oh sorry about that my bad sneaking by you to grab the ranch (laughs) (laughs) but i mean out there i mean it's not like it's bad it's just different yeah and it's not what i thought it was gonna be so you know kind of living out there i actually i was out in san bernardino Mm -hmm. San Bernardino, as I called it. Mm. Um, So I was out there uh, during my undergrad, and, you know, it wasn't really for me. So I moved back and finished out at UW-Eau Claire, and that's kind of where, you know, I just started realizing that this is kind of the area that I wanted to be. Not to say that I won't, you know, grow from here, Mm -hmm. but it's still the Midwest thing. You know, when you, uh, and we'll get into uh, Midwest meals and and starting your own business and, and being, you know, successful entrepreneur at the age of 25 um you know college is a thing that 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 i didn't when i was at that age uh you know to attend you know the latter part of you know the the 16 17 18 um i did a lot of moving around when i was in that wheelhouse my mom went from uh, you know from college into having a job and i went from school to school to school and and not that it's her fault because i've i've own the fact that I could have made probably some better life choices. I could still make that statement to this day, but that didn't line up, you know, for me. And there's, there's people that, that don't find their path in, into college and, and learn the, the book stuff, um, but still go on to be successful entrepreneurs. But, but you've combined those two things, you know, you have the educational background, you know, in business, but yet it takes more than just 
uh, and I think you've even mentioned this, there's friends of yours that you went to school with that had that have the same degree that have gone from job to job yep. already in, in, in just uh, you know a handful of years where it takes a certain level of individual, it takes a certain level of drive um, internally for a person to be able to go and say, here's my idea, here's my concept, here's my plan, here are my goals, and to actually go out and attack it, and you've been able to do that. Yeah, and to step back a little bit too, like I I went to college and I graduated, mm-hmm. and I would do it again if I was looking at myself from a high schooler, Right. but looking back, I would never do it again. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, and I don't look down on someone for going to college because I'm super pro, pro-education, pro-learning, but I think it's overpriced for what it is. Right. At least in as long as you're not in a technical, like I'm going to be a nurse, I'm going to be a doctor, something that you need those skills for. Yes, I would prefer that if I'm having yeah. you know open heart surgery, it's not like, well, I Googled the shit. <laughs> and I think- This I, is my first one. I watched a how-to video. I'm pretty sure it's going to be pretty gonna be okay. Yeah, but yeah. no, 100%. It's, it's it, as far as in business, there's so much more to learn in mm-hmm. just actually physically doing it. And I say that coming from one school, I don't know that, you know, a school in somewhere else might, you know, actually touch on those stuff. But when you go through four years and you spend, you know, 50 grand right. and they don't tell you how to pay taxes, how to pay employees, <laughs> stuff like that, it's it's an issue. Because, yeah. I mean, it, they're teaching you such high level stuff that fundamentally, like, you need to know and you can develop that stuff. But do you need four years to, to go through that? Right. And when we live in a in a day and age, and you know, and it just referenced Google and YouTube. I mean, literally, from even I would say our parents, but we're in a different generational gap here. But you know, the generations before us, you know, information was really hard to attain. It was really hard to find out. You know, unless you had a textbook, or you know, somebody with a vast amount of knowledge that could pass along information to you. It was really you had to have professors and classrooms and and study and tutors to be able just to kind of learn the basics where now I I believe the high schools are doing a better job of preparing, you know, kids for options that are not just college, but also the information. If you want to know something, you can find it out. I mean, it is, uh, and and this is something that having a child that's nine and has really been entrenched in a digital age since birth you know, will not know what a payphone is, will not know what it's like to not have Wi-Fi. You know, we, I grew up, it was like when we got the internet, it was, you know, the dial-up stuff. (laughs) In 10 minutes, I'm going to be able to get to this page and it's going to be epic. But everything is so fast-paced. And if he, he, he's a, a person, an individual that will find something and be like instantly obsessed with it and and sometimes in a bad way and sometimes in like a wow he really you know can find out the you know for a while it was fire alarms i don't like and it could literally lay out the internal structure of a, a building and what it needed and we walk into we were at action city for a birthday party and he's like oh yeah they got the ti-150s out running here you know look at like those in a you know three-quarter coaxial lock and i'm like but how badass is that what, that that access yeah. is there now just like that and they're in their groups and there are places where you can go and find you know if the information isn't readily available for free there are chat rooms and blog posts of people that are just throwing this information out there so for whatever path that you decide to choose whether it's in high school or whether you're 25 or whether you're 39 and you want to start your life over, or you want to find a place to go, that information doesn't necessarily mean, okay, go back to college so you can learn how to do it unless you wanted to be a doctor. Right. And I mean, too, like it gives you that low risk investment into, you know, whatever. So you can actually explore more mm-hmm. and figure out what you actually want to do, which is awesome. 
and you mentioned skateboarding and, and your time out in, uh, in California and, and that being a passion of yours. But that this was something that started obviously for you at a very young age and maybe even, you know, all the combined entrepreneur and philanthropist perhaps into the same, or, or you really wanted a fucking skate park in Ladysmith, like in a yeah. bad way. Tell yeah. me about what happened when you were 16. It, so it was more out of necessity than mm. anything. Uh, you know, Ladysmith is on a downward spiral. It's not the nicest town, but you know, it's, it's home. Yeah. And I, I still go back. I still visit family, but growing up, um, you know, in it, it, I was kind of an interesting person too i was a skateboarder i like rock music now i'm tattooed and i ride motorcycles <laughs> but in school i was a nerd right wow i 100 percent was the exact opposite but i got really into skateboarding mm-hmm. and there was a skate park but it was scary you would you know ride up a ramp and your foot would fall through a piece of wood and you yeah i mean i witnessed many of people breaking arms because of poor equipment right um, so when we were, when I was actually 15 going on 16, we started, you know, throwing out this idea of, Hey, why don't we just build something? And maybe it was naivety. I don't know. Um, I, and we had a couple of people that were a little bit older, had a little bit more life experience mm-hmm. that were with us. Um, so it wasn't just me and being 16, trying to figure this all out. Um, but we started rolling with it and, you know, it took a couple of years but we started, we put together, we called it the Ladysmith Skate Park Coalition. And nice. we we went out to actually the local city hall and worked with the local officials. And we're like, hey, this is what we want to do. Like, we get it. You guys might not be into skateboarding. You might think it's this, you know, drugs and whatever, whatever. Right. It's not necessarily. And it gives some people stuff to do. In Ladysmith, it's go to Walmart and find, would, a, find a cornfield with a beer that's he, what you do exactly and we really wanted to roll with it mm-hmm. so so we started you know selling t-shirts and doing fundraisers and at mardi gras we would go around and collect donations and we did this for about two years and we actually raised um through donations and through all of our raisings um we raised close to a hundred thousand dollars and we bought actually equipment from an auction from a Minnesota skate park that closed down and we got it all trucked over and we all got together. We got everyone's parents tools and we got everything together and we completely redid the skate park. And that's kind of where I kind of started realizing this entrepreneurial drive where, Hey, if you don't like something, you can change it. Right. You know, like everything, every idea out there is someone else's thought. Why can't I have that same thing? You know, it's amazing, especially at that age when you talk about, you know, 15 to 16 year olds and remembering, trying to remember when I was 15 or 16, I was riding the dinosaurs to school uh, back then and chiseling on tablets uh, to get uh, uh, to get my homework done. But no, I mean, it's there's so many other things that are going on in your mind, in your body, in your life uh, with school, you know, depending on where you're at, you know, in your home life, it's, you know, you're starting to make those big decisions about you know your future whether it's a military future whether it's college whether it's tech whether it's i have no fucking idea but i'm gonna you know figure it out but to to have that kind of internal drive and passion and and mental wherewithal to be like you know what i think something can be done i think maybe a lot of teenagers have that 
that thought process. Yep. Like it would be cool if, you know, and man, you know, this sucks, but I can't change it because I'm only 15. I'm only 16. Um, but to take it to a level where, you know, you're raising six figures uh, in, in a fairly short period of time, you know, considering, you know, yeah, that had to be a pretty big indicator, uh, at least maybe not as much at the time, but when you reflect back on it and say, okay, now I, I kind of yeah. start to understand where that mentality came from. Yeah. And I mean, really, like, it's systematically, like, I mean, in high school, people say, no, 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 right. you can't do, you can't do, you can't do. One little, I mean, and it doesn't even have to be that. It can be, you know, something as small as selling some t-shirts to people. Is just realizing that fact that you don't have to, you know, live within this scope that everyone gives you. And, I mean, yeah, reflecting back, it has played a huge role in, in who I think I am now and where I kind of want to go. And I think now if, if you were to find, a, you know, a teenager or, or somebody in that, that age range at, at this point, because the things like, you know, printing T-shirts and getting stickers, it is so easy to get done now. I mean, yeah. you, you want something, again, you jump on the World Wide Web and you can get it done. And usually, you know, at a fairly reasonable you know, price point. You know, but I think even even with that ease of access, it would still in 2019, if somebody was doing you know what you did back when you were 16, that person I think would still stick out as okay. There's there's something in that person because it takes more than just the the ease of going on and getting some T-shirts printed. There's a whole much more that goes into that. And in this day and age, even how easy it is, that person has still probably got some like keep an eye on that one. You know, yep. that, that one's gonna be okay. Don't let them get any girls <laughs> pregnant, okay? Because that's gonna screw it all up. But no, it's um, it's a really cool to to be able to acknowledge and then for you, I'm guessing, look back and say, okay, yeah, that's what now gives me the drive uh, on a daily basis, uh, and and not just long term, but every day, uh, being better, thinking of new things. Um, and it's kind of cool too to almost try to be a role model for those people that mm-hmm. you know are coming up skateboarding or doing something like that, right. where a lot of times it comes from a broken home, mm-hmm. something, you know, along those lines is giving them that kind of, Hey, this is possible. And I mean, looking up from me, like I look at people like Rob Deerdeck, mm-hmm. he was a professional yeah. skateboarder. Yeah. He is a business magnate. He is insane, but people don't like put the spotlight on him because he's not, you know, such a, in the industry pro skateboarder anymore. Right. And it's just giving those, those people hope. Which yeah, he, is, and I don't think people look at, you know, you look at a guy like Rob and, and there's, you know, there's a, there's a ton more out there that are, that are in fields, if you will, that, that aren't necessarily mainstream, um, and maybe have a connotation of being, like you mentioned, kind of the, there's a bad vibe that goes along with it, like, oh, skateboarding and, oh, you know, doing BMX biking and, you know, motor, you know, X games and all these other things that are out there. But a lot of those guys that are out there, especially the ones that, that are, that really excel, um, they find their ways into maybe it's a sponsorship deal that opens up and then they're kind of in the inner workings of, well, Hey, you know, I had this idea if, if we put this sticker on this or what if, you know, my saying is this, but we put your logo, all of a sudden they start to kind of get this grasp of, wait, there's, there's more than just first place trophies and checks to collect out here. There's ways to, to not only expand your brand, but to expand your business. Um, just by using the, the leverage that you have being in a game that is a little bit, you know, non-mainstream it's not on tv on thursday night you know with an 80 yard field sorry referencing the (laughs) craptastic game last night i had to turn on and turn back off yeah i was i was struggling with it i watched it too 
Canada. Come on, man. Get you. You know, y'all so nice. You know, I bet they're really apologetic too. Like, yeah. In case oh, you know, sorry. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sorry. We uh didn't cover that hole in the middle of the field right where you're trying to play football. Sorry, we didn't. We didn't know you were coming. My my buddy texted me last night. And I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" And I was like, "Well, maybe they didn't know the game was." I'm like, "Oh, was that today?" Oh shit! Like, I'm a, we'll get that fixed. <laughs> but um. But Midwest Meals, and we'll kind of we'll kind of get into uh, to that. Where, you know, from college into, and I mentioned off, the, you know, before the podcast started, where we first met, you know, at a at a supplement shop, Sups, uh, my buddy Nick over there, uh, and I was just in grabbing some stuff, you know, I was gonna, you know, be thirty fourth and get all, you know, gonna get, get all jacked. I'm like, no, nah, dude, my body frame is just, it's, you know, it's not like that. But but here you are in there, uh, you know, talking about your idea, and I briefly just, you know, kind of caught some. Um, you know, some whips of it and this, this concept of, you know, meals ready to eat and, and, you know, health. And I was, it, it kind of was, it was in one year out the other. Um, but then shortly thereafter, picking up on the progress of, of your business adventure and, and how it's gone from, you know, face-to-face meetings and I have this idea and fancy business cards, which again, kids, you can get your business cards made like in two seconds. Yep. I, ha- I have some. Um, <laughs> I want one. <laughs> it'll get you right back into this basement and tell you what uh, but there's um but you've taken this to such a level um that it's i, I and i don't know from because i haven't been in that, in that position yet with with this company but do you look at it and go wow like we've we've really in a very short period of time it's been three three years three years three years you know to come from concept to you know the building to, wow, we, we've got something really, really special going on here. Honestly, no, not yet. No, not yet? Because good. And, may, and maybe it's just who I am too. Mm. I see way more potential in it. Yeah. And maybe that's my fault for not being able to appreciate where we're at, but I see it at such a bigger level and I still mm. have so much footwork to do right. that I never really take that second to be like, hey, you know, three years Maybe maybe I should you know celebrate it. Nah, nah, nah. There's um, wise man once said, and just because I was just you know, as you walked in, I think I was still about the fourth time through David Goggins' uh, "Can't Hurt Me," uh, the audiobook. You know, there is no, and he's I think we're referencing it in, in a in a mental state and a physical state, but I think it applies really in all aspects. Is there's there's never really a finish line to anything and in, in yep. business, uh, in, in physical health, you know, what he's really talking about is, is everybody is kind of looking for the end, like, Oh, get up and, and, and run and, and do my thing and, or lift or, you know, put my time and effort and energy into, because I'm trying to get to the end, this finish line, this, this imaginary place that exists, whether it's retirement or, yep. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm training now. Cause I'm going to run that marathon in, in 2020. And then after I run it, then I'm done, you know, but I think, when you when you don't reflect back on on the the smaller accomplishments, or even though they're huge accomplishments of three years, because you know that there isn't, you know, if there is a finish line, then it keeps it as far as you move ahead. That finish line keeps on moving until eventually, you know, yep, until there is an end. I'm the type of person too that I'll probably work till the day I die. Yeah, personally, mm-hmm. I mean, I have no like grandeur visions of like oh, I'm gonna go retire on a beach on Florida, because as soon as someone retires, you start dying. Right. I mean, you got to like what you do and you got to be able to do it for forever. And I mean, that's exactly going back to that. Everyone's looking for, and we see a lot too, because it's, it's ready to eat meals. 
people look at it like, oh, if I only get to X weight or, oh, only if I, you know, do this, I'll feel better. They don't mm. understand that it's this entire journey. And, and it's, it's, it's about longevity. And I think you see when we talk about the finish line, retirement, and you see a lot of people that are coming out of retirement and, and doing things that they actually wanted to do their entire lives. Yep. And, and it's also a generational thing where, you know, when this retirement age was set eons ago, you know, you had guys that were working 12 hours a day in a factory with shitty conditions and just literally almost killing themselves physically and, I mean, mentally. I can't imagine that drain on your brain every single day to, to go do that, come home, you ate, you went to bed, you got up and you did the same fucking thing. Every, and then you, you know, Saturday was the day to, I don't, I don't even know if they had fun back then when TVs were black and white. Sunday was church and Monday was the same grind. So you wanted to have an, an end to that legit yep. internal and external suffering that you had to go through just to be able to provide for what, you know, depending on what time frame you look at, probably a larger family with three or four or five, sometimes nine kids, a, a wife that stayed home and, and did the cooking and the cleaning. My dog is freaking out because he loves you apparently. <laughs> um, but but now when we talk, we reference, you know, there's gonna be a lot of circling back here to things that we previously talked about. When you have opportunity to Really do whatever you makes you happy. Why would you want to stop getting up every day, right? And going to do like this has made me happy for twenty years, or thirty years, or forty years. I'm going to stop doing it. So like, you're going to sit on that beach for a day and be like, somebody get me back in the fucking kitchen, okay? Yep. I got a, I got a meal idea. I got another, you know, way you can to only drink so many margaritas. <laughs> well, let me let me let me let me let me stop you there. Um, <laughs> I've been I've been to Mexico and you're right you actually can when you when you almost fall over in the gift shop at noon you're like but I'm from Wisconsin it's okay and go sit back at the bar yeah I can see you uh, after your third margarita sitting on a beach and you can't sit still you know when you're when you're in when you have an entrepreneurial mindset and you and you have kind of the um, and I think you referenced this and I want to talk more about kind of the 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 people and the things that, that inspire you and, and keep that, you know, the fire on the, uh, keep the fire burning, but you want to try to be better every day. Yeah. Um, I, I do believe that you do need to take breaks and rest. I think you, you need to, especially if you, if you find yourself burnt out or you find yep. yourself like I'm not sleeping enough or, you know, I'm grinding too hard or I'm working too much. Like, yeah, take a break, go sit on that beach, it, it seems counterintuitive, and yeah. it's something that I naturally – I like to work. I like to do that, and it seems mm. so counterintuitive to right. me. But the more I do it, the more it makes sense because yeah. you come back with more. You just – you know, you, you take that mental break, and you can do that, you know, through a smaller scale too, doing right. stuff like meditating that you exactly. had talked about, mm-hmm. stuff like that that helps that mental reset. But at times, you need to step away – and you know, come back with fresh eyes because you get so involved in stuff too that you know it's it's such a grind that you're just yeah it's it, it's it's so constant and it does it, it affects you in you know sleeping patterns. I mean, there's I'm sure you've had nights where you're like, all right, it's X Y Z o'clock. I think one day you're like, oh, I got to work till one in the morning, or you know, I'm in the kitchen till here. Um, you know, but you you try to get into that restful state so you can yep. you can replenish. And for you know, a guy that works out um, often to give your body that break so your muscles can recover and, and your brain can go through REM sleep and all the things that go along with that. Well, there's so many parallels just between fitness and, yeah. and business too. It's the same kind of concept. You give it stress, 
every day, you know, every so often, but you need to give it that time to recover. Yeah. But you've sat in bed at night and not been able to sleep. Oh yeah. Because you have ideas and you have things and it goes from, shit, if I don't get up and write this down, or if I don't, you know, jot it down in my, in my notes on my phone, this idea may not be here in, you know, three hours when I have to wake up. Um, and that's, again, goes back to that driven individuals. They, it just doesn't stop. The finish line keeps moving or there is no finish line because you're, you're, you're constantly in a, in a state of forward motion. Yeah. But it keeps you excited. Yeah. Which is awesome. Cause if it gets dull, then you better find something else to do. Yeah. You know, if you start going to bed really easy and you're not, you know, waking up going, Oh yeah, I, I, this is what I want to get knocked out today. Or I already have my list of things I'm going to get knocked out today, but I need to add this because it, it this came to me, um, you know, as soon as I woke up, are you, are you a morning guy? Do you, do you have a routine? Uh, so I am very naturally a night owl. <laughs> by nature. Yeah, by nature. Mm. Growing up, like MySpace, for instance, I'd sit on MySpace until 2, 3 in the morning, and I'd prefer to sleep in. Right. There is – and I think there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. It's – I just f- feel the best personally when I am on a schedule and I can go to bed early, get up early, and start knocking shit out. But <laughs> – Sometimes. But my circadian rhythm, on the other – I mean, sometimes it's it's kind of difficult to do. But I've, I've become pretty structured in the sense that, you know, I used to always think, too, that you need to be free to do whatever you want to have the freedom. But mm-hmm. I've almost found the opposite, that when you have a schedule, you have more freedom. Yeah. And it, it, it's one of those kind of paradoxical things, too, that when you are on a schedule, go to sleep, get up, you almost feel better that you can know what's going on and it reduces that anxiety so that you can actually do what you want to do. Yeah. When, when you become a morning – and I don't even say a morning person um, – because there are the the I'll call it an excuse because I really I, I never was whether that was because I was a night owl for not because I couldn't sleep but just because I was out and out and doing things but I, I had that mentality for a long time late teens early twenties mid twenties maybe towards the late ones um, but when you when you when you have it in your head when you when you take control of your mind and you say no four a.m. my alarm is going to go off and you will have people I know because I live with them. Or I, you know, I'll post something on Instagram at 4 a.m. and and what, what the hell are you doing? What happened? <laughs> like like shit goes wrong at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. What are you doing awake? But you know, it's either really good or really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the two. Um, but when you when you start to get your mind into it and and you can hear that alarm go off and the the biggest thing to do the the most difficult thing to do and the biggest thing to do is if you can get up and move and just kind of your brain might might lag behind you a little bit it may still be on your pillow but if you get up and you can get out if you're a coffee person have a coffee if you're a monster person have a monster if you're just somebody who needs like a couple minutes to kind of breathe in some some air and and take a couple deep breaths once you get into the day and you start to be able to find your time for if it's meditation if it's reading if it's exercise or running beating your dog because he's been barking. You know, he's too small to beat. But all of a sudden, you, you, you develop this routine, and that leads to a schedule. And a schedule leads to you finding out exactly how much free time that you have in your day. And a lot of people will tell you that they don't have time for things. They don't have time <laughs> to work out. I don't have time to do this. Or, Man, I really, yep. I really like to read. And I use this excuse for you when, you, when you when we were talking about reading. I'm like, I don't have... If you look at your day and you have it kind of scheduled out, well, I know that I need this to this 
for this. I know I need this to this to, you know, get ready to go for the day or shower or work out. I want to run for this. All of a sudden, you start to look at your schedule and go, man, I got, I got a lot, ton of time. I got a lot of time. I could. The biggest prior or the biggest paradigm shift for me personally on that topic is going from I don't have time to it's not a priority. Right. Because when you when you say I don't, it's not a priority to me, mm-hmm. and it 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 kind of changes the scope of it. And then right. you go from saying, you know, I don't have time to read to it's not a priority. And then you go, oh, shoot, am I not a priority for myself? Yeah. And and you start to actually, you know, focus on those things that are good for you. And I think you, you know, in, in the industry that you're in, in your business, um, you know, you've developed now. Uh, it's something that takes away the excuse for somebody. Yeah. I don't have time to eat healthy. I don't have time to make a a meal. It's much easier to call and order pizza and God, you can get whatever the fuck you want delivered nowadays. I know I've taken yep. advantage of it. I'm like, wait a minute. You know, if they delivered IPA, man, I'd be like, just <laughs> my life would be Soon. over. Yeah, it's, it's on the list. Come on, governor. Um, <laughs> but you've developed this, uh, this product, um, that now all of a sudden takes that excuse away. Yeah. Now you have time. Now you have something healthy. Now, not only that, but you've also now freed up some time in that schedule to do some things that maybe you have not Would done. Rap. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, too, like with with the entire you know way that our society is moving, it's all towards convenience. Right. And it's what can you do to take away the excuse to say no? And I mean, that's with anything. It, with us, it's, you know, people don't want to spend hours in the kitchen cooking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some people like it. Some people don't all right, how about during the busy time we have something ready for you? Right. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, too, obesity rates are still continue to climb. Yeah, don't let and, who you follow on Instagram fool you. Yeah, okay? it's scary, actually. I mean, through every possible fad out there, every possible scare that the media tries to push out there, obesity rates have continued to climb. Right. And, I mean, ultimately that's kind of why we exist, too, is to help fight that. And it's it's the convenience of it, and we also have that huge nutritional aspect of it where we're trying to you know actually educate the consumer Mm. hey this is what you might have heard on instagram because it's easy for people again i mean that's there's the pros and cons of internet is there's a lot of great stuff and there's a lot of bad stuff and it's trying to you know be that voice of reason because there's so many people out there that are trying to use it in a way that benefits them but Mm. hurts other people yeah and and social media can be Excuse me. It, it really, no matter what your your personal goals are, whether it's to be healthier, to to make more money, to to start a business, you know, to do something that you love doing, you know, you start falling into the rabbit hole of social media, and it can it can take you to a place where all of a sudden you don't feel like you're very important. Whether yeah. that's a, a self esteem thing, um, whether it's hey, I was really going to try to start, you know bettering myself in this way and all of a sudden I'm knee deep in ass on Instagram because it's all fucking over the place. Like you I've started following like this Jeep company and all of a sudden I'm like, nope, this is just ass. It's ass <laughs> next to Jeep tires. I'm like I don't Sold. I, I didn't unfollow it. You know, I bought a couple of pair of tires, but I'm you know and, and, accessories not included by the way. I, I should have read the fine print. But it's so easy to, to fall into those things and all of a sudden when we reflect back to talking about time, that time that you were going to use 
for something else. It was going to better yourself. Hey, you know, I, I wanted to pick up this book and start reading or listen to an audio book or, you know, this, this story I wanted to, to follow up on it and find more about because it, it means something to me. All of a sudden you're down the hole and yep. you look up and it's hours later yep. and you're still sitting on the fucking toilet and your legs are numb and you're like, yep. wait a minute, what? You need to prioritize your time and your life at yep. that point. And not to say that Instagram is bad. It's no. just, it's use it, use it as an inspiration and as a way to talk to people. Don't use it as a way to compare yourself and end up on ass cheap. <laughs> Which I better, I mean, just double check to see if they're still up. They're still up and, they're still up and working. It still runs. Um, you are uh, a driven individual. Um, and a lot of times when you talk to people that have that drive, they, they've, found different avenues and different people, um, different stories, different books that they have, you know, taken pieces out of. It's really tough to, to dive into a whole book and say, I'm going to follow this guy because this guy's got it together. I think you have to have, you know, this smorgasbord of different ideas and and put them all together to what fits, you know, your personality type and, and, and what you want to accomplish. Who are the people that are out there that you, you follow, you read, um, and you know, watch their their videos and stuff on because I think that does that does touch back to how social media can be a yep. useful tool. If you want, if you're feeling lazy about yourself, dude, I'm telling you, and, and he's probably gonna copyright infringe me for saying his name so much. But you jump on fucking David Goggins' Instagram page and you just watch two videos, and if you don't feel like you want to get up and do something, we should probably make sure your heart's still beating. Because, but there's those people that are out yeah. there. Who for you do you go? Yeah, I, I got this part of what gets me up and going every day from this person. Who are those people for you? So really, over the last three years, consistently, there's been two. Mm-hmm. Um, within the fitness health sphere, uh, Andy Frisilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, podcast is called the MFCEO Project. He owns First Form. Is it the 75, 75 Hard 75 Hard, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so he, he owns First Form, which is a supplement company, yep. which subs carries after kind of pounded in them to get it um but he also owns a lot of other brands but Mm -hmm. the one thing that he does really well on social media is he tells it the way it is and with that you know he's not going hey look at this shiny toy you can get this and then it's just the sales funnel right you know he's actually showing the bad days he's using social social media in a way that helps people um and with that even he has the podcast which has you know a couple hundred episodes Mm mm-hmm one of probably the most consistent podcasts I've listened to over over the the last three years. He doesn't have any guests on it, so it's it's him and his people within his company and occasionally guests mm-hmm. talking about how they built their brand. He's someone that ultimately I think is a good dude and one person to follow, but I always try to again, as you were saying, you need to have that smorgasbord of yeah. of people. Right. Um Tom Billiou as well. Mm-hmm. So Tom Bilyeu started Quest Nutrition with a couple buddies uh, quite a few years ago. Um, they primarily make protein bars. Yeah, Quest bars. Yeah, they. So within actually the last, I don't know if it was it was announced within the last couple of weeks. They actually just got purchased for over a billion dollars. They. So when he started it, they were you know a protein bar. And they grew so fast that they were called a unicorn company because they were valued at over a billion dollars before investments and so on and Mm -hmm. so forth. He's moved on from that because it wasn't necessarily what he wanted to do long term. And he started hosting Impact Theory. Mm -hmm. And he's bringing on originally where I found David Goggins 
people like this and you know kind of kind of giving their perspective on stuff as a focus of helping people instead of shiny toy on instagram um but he's one of the the realest dudes out there too those two but i mean i follow so many people too david goggins um so on and so forth all the way down the line and a lot of those people i find from those people and that's probably why i've been so attracted to them in the first place is because they're almost a filtration device of who's actually legitimate out there and who's bullshit because there's so many people out there too that are you know running a youtube ad hey sign up for my course Three hundred ninety-seven dollars, and you're going to make a billion dollars drop shipping X Y Z on yeah. Amazon. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of they're they're it's scamalicious. Yeah, is what it is, and and they will show you the things that uh, I think by human nature you find like oh, yep, beaches, hot chicks, really nice cars, bumping music, parties. Um, In the fitness industry, it's people that are shredded. Yeah. And and if you're if you know enough about the fitness industry and you know Instagram models and things like that, it takes a lot to get that look for that one picture. Yep. You know, it's not always competition mode. It's not always, you know, you know what happens during the winter. Winter is about bulking up. It's about eating and, and bulking up. Yep. And people don't realize too that even in in that scenario, being that lean is not healthy. No, you're not it's, supposed to have two percent body yeah, fat. They're they're the people that are out there that are genetic freaks. That so be it, they can maintain that year round and actually be healthy. But the majority of people, that's not healthy. Right. And that's what people you know are attracted to. And it's it's this entire thing with any industry. It's you're trying to break down those barriers of what is actually good for you. And what's out there trying to get you to buy something. And to try to find the right uh, products that are out there. I think when you, when you talk about the nutritional companies that are out, um, there are there are some, I think you mentioned, that are going about it the right way, that are acknowledging yeah. it's not just drink this and you're going to look like this. You know, Drink they, seven shakes and you'll be shredded. You're going to be fine. <laughs> if your hair starts to fall out, don't worry about it. You look good, bald lady. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Um, but then there are th- some that are out there that, that you do find a, a real valuable tutorial about. It's not just this. The reason you're taking this product is because it gives you this, which your body needs to do this. You also need to eat. You also need to yep. eat clean or eat healthy. You can have cheat days or you can have this, you know. And and a lot of that, too, is it's you look for those companies that have that value add. Mm-hmm. Because even like a protein company, at the end of the day, they're selling protein. Yeah. It probably comes out of Wisconsin because we have cheese and cows. It's all the same stuff. They put their own little spin on it, and then you're looking for the company that's actually you like what they're doing. You believe, you know, that they're actually good people, mm-hmm. and that's where you kind of build your foundation. And then, you know, you use the additional education components that they provide. And the inspirational, you know, folks that you mentioned uh, in there, that's where those 15 second uh, Instagram videos or or Facebook, you know, wherever you get your your fill from, those can lead to really good things. Uh, not only for inspiration, but, you know, like I follow Gary V. Um, and so from a, a business standpoint or from kind of a even, even a mental clarity standpoint, you know, if I get 15 seconds of here's why it's okay for me to say fuck and I don't care what anybody else says about it. Um, and it, and I don't necessarily try to like steal that idea, like, you know, and then repeat it like, you know, I'm, I'm just like him. It's more of a, okay, now, I can I can justify why I feel like I need to say you know this is what yeah. this is just how I speak you know being yep. authentic about who you are and 
what that can lead to. And then you follow a guy like Goggins or you follow. Um, well, if, if you check out Andy Frisella too, he no filter. Yeah, he he'll did. say fuck about a hundred times. <laughs> and it's, hang on, let me jump on. Yeah, he, I think I think I did. I think I, yeah, I jumped he, on him. He's that type of person where it's you know he understands that stuff like that might not be beneficial for him in business because there's that stigma of like professionalism. Mm-hmm. But it's who he is. Yeah. And you're not going to try to fake who you are to, you know, meet that criteria. I went on and did. And I, and I think you uh, you made a comment on it. And I appreciate that uh, when I when I went through and it wasn't even uh, I made a very long post. And I it, when I got let go from radio back in February, I I specifically did not go out and do it did not go on on social media and make a long post about my plight and how I felt and what this had done to me. Um I, I stood back and I, I put one thing out and I just said, thank you for 20 years. That was it. That was my, my one statement about it. And it, it, it caused some rumble and I did, you know, talk to some people directly, yeah. but it wasn't, uh, the rant that I went on uh, a couple of weeks ago or, or last week or whenever, um, was really more about the, you have that one moment. I think I was, I was downstairs, I was working out and it just like, I was just jazzed, you know, I was just like feeling it. Maybe it was the pre-workout. I don't know. Uh, it could have been, it was a little jittery, but you know, you, you get to, it, it was just more of a, here's how I'm feeling at this point. Um, a lot of people, uh, I got text messages. I got phone calls. I got emails. My mother is like, what's going on? I'm like, don't take what I say as a statement of weakness. Take it as a, a statement of strength. Yeah. And there was one gentleman who I don't know why the fuck he follows my page, like of all things to follow. Like I'm, you know, sharing Goggin stuff and I'm, you know, fuck this, fuck that. You know, this fucking guy just got hit by a tire. Uh, and it was, it was a longer post about, you know, how he was, uh, he was offended by what I said. And, and at the end he's like, but Hey, you know, good luck to you. I'm like, fucking come into my house yep. and, and tell me to watch my mouth. This is the damn internet. You know, it's free country. But when, when you have, um, to get back to the uh, the the way that people are on social media, you can take these little little pieces of information, one percent better today, or even if it's looking at one of those charts that says, "Hey, you want to get yourself up to running two miles? Yep. Don't start by running two miles because you're going to make it about a tenth of a mile." Yep. You know, use some of that information. You know, intertwine it into your, th- you know, into your repertoire of what you want to do, what you want to accomplish for yourself. See, that goes back to my inner nerd too, because I mean, that's that's psychology. If you <laughs> want, if you want to, it out. Yeah, if you want to start, you know, building a habit. If I want to start brushing my teeth, I don't start by, you know, going full in. You start by picking up the toothbrush yeah. and putting it down, and Baby then the steps. next night you pick it up, and you touch your mouth, and you build it like that. And that's kind of how. I mean, that's going back to my inner nerd, and that's who I am. I like that kind of stuff too and then applying it because you get again the people on social media that are going to post hey i just ran this marathon and then you go oh shit i can't run a marathon (laughs) i can't even even run down the block i don't even drive 26 miles man i don't and i see even around here i mean there's there's this bigger gentleman that rides around bike and he's he's been making huge progress Mm -hmm. if he were to go look at you know a professional biker he's gonna go oh shit yeah. i feel bad but that's not the way to look at it no. it's the way you look at stuff like that is that's possible mm-hmm. not that i don't have it yeah because if, if it's been done before yeah it can be done again and, and that i think about that when i think about your your skate park uh you know that you did when you were 16 and, and gathering all that that if you know that there's there's some groundwork 
Now, there are there are exceptional people out there that will go and do things that have never been done before. And as soon as they do them, now they've been done. Now they can be done again. It's every yep. record that's been set, somebody can go and try to yeah, outdo it. The first sub five minute mile. Yeah. No one thought it, it was possible. And then as soon as it was done, people were coming out of the woodworks running under five miles. Yeah, like six weeks later, it was yeah. that, that record was broken. So once once the groundwork, once the foundation is built, it can be done. But if you look at it, as a person who has never run a marathon or a person who's never done a push-up or a, push, or a person who has never, you know, been on a, on a cycle before, and you look at the best person that's out there, that is going to look unattainable. You yeah. Know, you need to look at if I can get up and I can do two push-ups today or if I can do one pull-up or if I can, you know, Reps. read yeah, read a page. Yep. I know I, I, can't, kind of, I just can't find the mental clarity to be able to sit down and read a, a book or read 10 pages. Start with a page. Yeah. You know, start, start with a paragraph. Start with, start with a little bit and yeah. you start building on Look it. Look at the front of the book. You know? <laughs> Look at the title. Read it. Find out who the who published it. You know, get those, you know. Yeah. And once you start building on that, all of a sudden. You're steering a big ship. You're not mm-hmm. trying to, you know, pick where you're going. You're trying to just steer it in the right direction. And everybody wants, and, and we talked about quickness. Everybody wants these because you can get so many things in a very short period of time. You want the information. You can have. You don't need to go look at the Encyclopedia Britannica to get it. You go to Google or you ask one of your robots that's running your life. They're all yep. over here, so I don't say their names out loud. <laughs> also, lawsuit. Um, but for for bigger things, for big personal gains, whether they're physical, whether it's mental, whether it's business, you have to be able to understand that it is not. I have an idea. I'm going to start this company, and in six months, I'm going to not have to have enough. This is going to be my yep. only thing. It's all I'm going to do. People and are looking for that. It's made kind yeah. of a thing. You Here know? it is. Hand, yeah. you know, I want that. Hand me the keys to it. And now I have it. And look, I'm a success now. What doesn't make you successful is the ease of it. What makes you successful is how difficult was it to get there. When, and it, once you kind of make that paradigm shift too, it almost becomes more fun. The more yeah. you can make it suck for yourself is, you know, you start looking at it as a challenge instead of a, Instead of, oh, I have to do this, it's, oh, I get to. Right. And you're able to look back uh, when you do, because I know you haven't yet. You know, it's been three years. Don't look back and see how (laughs) successful you become. But when you get to look back and you get to say to yourself, look in your mirror and say, holy shit, like, I did that. Like, if you would have told me five years ago I was going to be able to, to handle that situation or get from here to there or be able to lift this or push that or run that far, I told you you're fucking crazy. But look, you did that, and not only did you do that, when you got to that line, you just kept on going. You know, you kept on going. Yeah. You, you did more. You took that challenge, you wrapped it up in its box, you put it up on the shelf, and you said, done, and then you moved on to the next thing. And that's what you need to build on, whether it's for whatever path that you're on as a human being. Build those successes. Put them in the box. Look back at them and say, yeah, I did that already. Yep. Now I can do more. I ran five miles. Now I can do six. I can do seven. I can do ten. Hell yeah. It's awesome. Do you consider yourself, um, just because I do follow you on Instagram, which I think they should be paying us for dropping their name so much, but <laughs> I'll wait for that check to come. Um, a, a motivator, an insp- you know, an inspirational person. Um, a lot of the things that you uh, you post out there are, are uplifting. Um, they're stories of success. Um, they're stories of, of, you know, kind of this this forward movement, you know, not stagnant. It, it keeps on. You know, it's progress. It's here's my bike before, here's my bike after. Thanks for bringing your bike. We got to check that out before yeah. you, uh, before you take off out of here. But do you, do you when you um when you post stuff or when you scroll down your Instagram, do you do you find yourself like maybe not feeling like you're being inspirational, 
but knowing there are people out there that are taking your words and taking your story and using it as a as a way to get those boxes on the shelf it's always surreal to me honestly whenever you know someone says that something that i said had impacted them mm-hmm. and in a positive negative whatever way it's it's kind of surreal mm-hmm. because i mean even on my instagram personally i don't follow that many people right. i i personally i use instagram as a platform to inspire myself to find things that inspire me mm-hmm. so that i can work towards those things and i try to put that back out there because that's what i'm getting from it so whenever i find that you know something like that comes back to me i'm super grateful for it mm-hmm. because i mean at the end of the day it's you know bring others up don't you know what what's the 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 saying that uh a rising tide rises all ships so rather than trying to you know focus on sinking other people bring everyone bring up, up. Mm-hmm. life's abundant there's a lot of opportunity there's a lot of stuff out there that can you know be beneficial and even on like some of the people that i interact with on instagram they have directly competing businesses with mine Mm -hmm. but in the back of my head what's our ultimate why why are we doing it in the first place we're trying to you know fight this mission of how do we help reduce obesity how do we get people have a having a healthy relationship with food they might be my competitor but we're on the same mission how do we bring everyone up instead of sinking yeah we're all all fighting for the same Team, right in in theory when you uh and i use this you know in in, in a more general than just in, in a specific instance from when you decided to start your own business um grow it go through the growing pains of uh, and struggles that go along with it um and now uh to where you've had some success and you know, you're three years in with obviously no finish line in sight and you are posting uh inspirational things and and you know, images of yourself in, in, in successful, you know, I want to say successful situations, but in, in, in places of like things that make you happy, yep. your vehicle, your bike, the gym, you know, out finding Zen in, in nature. Do you, have you experienced any haters out there? I want to say haters, but like naysayers, people that maybe, um, questioned the direction that you were going, um, and, and that can come from a lot of different angles. That can come from people who are just assholes and obviously have insecurities about themselves. That can come from people that really, truly fucking care about you, but they're like, don't step over this cliff. Like, what do you, what do you think you're doing? Like, yeah. this is not, you know, this doesn't keep you safe and, and comfortable and in, in, in the blanket of, of, you know, arms wrapped around you. Did, did you get any of that, you know, through that process? So by nature, I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. I isolate myself. If someone starts pushing negative things towards me, they're out. You know, if it's on Instagram, I block them. Right. So be it. I mean, I get a lot of of pushback from people that I grew up with that I don't follow on social media. They go, oh, what are you too good for me now? And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, it's I use this as a very intentional thing. If you see me at the gas station, I'm going to be the friendliest motherfucker to your face. Right. Doesn't mean I have to follow you on Instagram. So I get that that not a terribly ton. I mean, I don't really get like aggressive like people. Right. But when I do, I just cut them out because I mean, honestly, like it says more about who you are when you are reaching out to someone else saying, "Oh, why are you doing this or that?" It's you're talking about your own limitations, and that's again why I try to post things that are inspirational not only to other people per se, but is because it's something that I'm doing for myself. Right. Because, I mean, if I can post myself 
hey, I had this idea for this motorcycle that I've been wanting to do since I was young. Mm-hmm. I actually got it done. That's me telling myself, and it's you know reiterating that fact right. that I have control and I'm able to do these things. When, when you have lofty goals uh, in life or uh, physical fitness or you know, health or weight, um, if you put those things out in front of people for people to see, um, and a lot of times it is is people that maybe don't know you the best, and some but sometimes it is. Sometimes it's it could be your closest friend, it could be your spouse, it could be your brother, sister, mother, father. They can say things you know, and not again out of uh, out of resentment towards you necessarily, but about insecurities about themselves. When you are, when you want more, when you want to be more than just eight to fiver in a job you don't like, uh, because a lot of people go through that, you know, whatever path led them into the career that they chose or, um, however their health is, is inclined, you know, maybe it's an injury, uh, kids will drain the fuck out of you. Like (laughs) seriously, like I put on more weight when my my wife was pregnant than she did. Like I'm like, "Mm, KFC, let's do it. And stop and make it easy on the way home. But but people will end up in, in that rut and they will stay in that rut and they'll get comfortable in that rut and life will just kind of go. It will yeah. be like, all right, well, you know, I get up and I do my thing and then I, I have my lunch and then I come home and I do my thing and the weekends, you know, weekends, yeah, we, we go out on the boat and we go to this fun shit and it's a good time. But the minute you start put, putting things out there about um, personal accomplishments, um, being in the gym, being fit, uh, you know, Hey, I just ran six miles this morning. I ran, you know, ran six miles before you know the rest of the world was up. And you're right. A lot of times you do that. You, I post things like that on occasion just because I want to be like, yeah, I, I, I'm telling my story here. Yeah, you know. And the pushback comes from people that want to kind of make you this like, well, they you make they, me you make me feel bad. Yep. You did that, and that makes me feel bad because I, I can't do that. I won't do that. They maybe, minimize others so that they don't feel right. bad about themselves. Maybe they really fucking want to do that. Yeah. Maybe they want to be like, you know what? I'm I'm tired of shopping in, in this section. I'm tired of being tired all the time. I would love to be able to, you know, find that motivation, uh, mental, you know, like I said, getting up at four o'clock in the morning. It's 95% in your head. The rest is just your brain going, fuck <laughs> you. They want to do that. Yeah. And you're doing it. And they're like, no, no, you... Come back down. Come, yep. come back over here. Come and it's on. it's so easy to do on social media because oh it's there's there's no barrier for you doing it. You can hide behind the the phone. Right. When I see those people in person, I always try to refocus myself mm-hmm. in the fact that they're probably having a shitty day. Right. And they probably need help more than they need me to get angry and flustered and spit something back at them. Because that's something that I can do that, you know, I might be able to go, oh, fuck you for this, X, Y, Z. But you have to understand that they're probably doing it not as a, I actually don't appreciate what you did, is more of a, how do I get there too? Right. And then it's, again, bringing them up rather than bringing you both down. Yeah. And I think if you can find an avenue to to open that, that conversation, to have that dialogue, to say, because I think human instinct to react to something that posts like like fuck you yeah like i i'm trying to do this because this is what i want to do because this makes me feel better about me when my day starts yep but if you can if you can let that five seconds go you know take a couple deep breaths and get to a point where you're like hey you know 
this is, you know, this is, this is my thing. You know, I, I want to be able to, to, whether it is get up in the morning and get outside and run and breathe, for, you know, fresh air and, you know. Well, I mean, I even get like, I'm tattooed on my hands. Yeah. I get people in the grocery store and they're like, you're going to look bad when you're old. And I'm yeah. like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I, this <laughs> makes me happy. Yeah, you're you're apparently gonna look great when you're yeah. old. I don't know. It's uh, you'll have that. We're all gonna look like skin and yeah. Does, skin it, and does it really bones. matter? Yeah, we're all gonna get skin cancer and die here eventually. <laughs> so what the fuck does it matter if it's you know at least it'll look pretty? Yeah. On the way out. Yeah, I, I get that the the same comment, I, especially when I first got them done because might have been done for years and I had a child and I had to stop getting tattoos. Apparently, it's in the contract. But um, a lot of you know judging you externally, like oh my gosh, and, and I think that there's obviously a, a there's a generation. That thinks exactly that. Probably the same guy that commented on my f bomb laden post on on uh, fuck, Facebook. Fuck 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 fuck. Fuckity fuck fuck fuckity fuck fuck. Thank you. Shit piss fuck cunt cocksucker motherfucker takes far turn twat. Thank you. He's here. Carlin lives. <laughs> but it, and then there's also like uh, uh, the sect of society, uh, whether it's religious based, um, you know, personal preference based, that, that that find themselves outspoken. And usually, even that is an inner reflection of man. You know, I really wanted to get the cross on my back you know but they yep. can't do it for whatever reason so again it's 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 social media light you know in public these days because everybody's yeah. for the most part outside of you know people who don't have a filter <laughs> uh is is usually in wisconsin especially when you talk about the oh excuse me sorry yep. <laughs> let me get the door for you yep uh very rarely do you hear those kind of comments in public now yeah. you jump on social media. They're everywhere. And if you are not able to handle them, do what Dan does and block them and say, I don't need that shit in my life. Yeah. Or be able to, you know, use them as as fuel to become even more driven. Because you you know the reason that those people are commenting those things, the reason that they're being negative is because they have something wrong. If you can rise above that and even better, help that person yeah. Find some direction. I mean, in general, people are good. At the end of the day, most yeah, people are good. Most absolutely. people are not going out to, you know, intentionally do something bad. Those people exist, but most people are not that way. It's and it's it's just taking a step back from your situation and understanding that so that you can help people. But the and the problem with the, the because there are so few, those few are really loud and they oh, love yeah. to be they love to use all caps oh yeah like is your, is your all caps button <laughs> stuck on your phone like i i get what you're, you're trying to be really loud with written word we, it's a tough to do we get it's a kind of a running joke in the kitchen that when we get orders that come through when they type their name in all caps it's <laughs> like what are you doing are you angry at the world he, he really wants his food get it back get it here now like, like maybe that speeds up the delivery process. Like the UPS guy gets in, he's like, "Shit, man, we gotta, we gotta get to this guy's house because he's got all caps." Like, the man's making a statement. Um, uh, MidwestMeals.com is, is the website. Uh, go and check it out. Uh, give people kind of a, a, a synopsis of what it is that that you do. Obviously, we you know we talked about nutritional value, but really, you know, if someone is is intrigued by a lot of the things that we kind of you know sprinkled into the conversation about. Um, don't have to worry about being in the kitchen all the time. You do have options when you don't want to go through a drive-through. Tell kind of people about you know Midwest Meals, the concept, and how they can you know. So get in so touch. the entire concept revolves around the the fact that people don't want to, mm-hmm. or the fact that people maybe don't know how because they weren't raised to learn how to cook, mm-hmm. and bringing it with you know the convenience of fast food. 
So it's if you go to the website, you'll notice too that we have other resources like free macronutrient setup, mm-hmm. stuff like that that are gonna ultimately long term help you understand how to be healthy, even if you aren't using our products. Mm-hmm. Um, but the actual products themselves, they're they're pretty simple. I mean, it's gonna be a protein, a carb, a veggie for most of them. Um, but it's fully cooked, healthy meals. So I mean the biggest concept out there that people are probably familiar with like blue apron of the world right they will send you ingredients and you cook them it's the exact same concept but one step further we cook them you just heat them up um but with that then you know we're providing the nutrition information on it Mm -hmm. we're actually going through um this is something that i spent the last probably week and a half is going through and reworking all of our nutrition down to the hey this is how we cook it and we're going to calculate cook down because one thing in nutrition and food, there is label accuracy that can become a problem for people who are actually trying to live a healthy lifestyle. Um, the FDA doesn't require perfect accuracy in labels, so companies will round stuff to get consumers to buy more stuff. Mm-hmm. So if something comes out to, say, 110 calories, they're going to put 100 on the package so that more people buy it. So that's one thing that I've spent the last week doing is going through those things so that our label claims are as close to accurate as possible. Um, Ultimately, the entire point of the website, the entire point of the business is to break down the convenience and the the excuses people have for not living a healthier lifestyle because, I mean, there's so many other options that are out there, McDonald's, so on and so forth, that make it really easy to eat food. So there's a business application that you can apply to something that's better for people. Right. I think there's in it the fucking FDA man. I tell you, it's like like we when they first started with the label things, you know, and even even at the time, which was quite a while ago now, um, you know, it was good. It was you felt like you you had some sense of clarity. But it's it's kind of like everything the government does. We're like, yeah, yep. we're yeah, it's kind of all the way in, but we're kind of not. Yep. It just it boggles my mind. But I think you know when you look at uh, that kind of option out there, um, and and I'll I'll. I still, on occasion, will hit the drive-thru, and I'll still do uh, not-so-healthy things. But one of the biggest and, and most eye-opening things uh, to me was, and this is it happened probably more recently, and I'm a guy who really has, has tried to maintain some level of fitness for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Even before my wife and I got together, uh, before we had a child, we went th- there was a window there that everybody was like, oh, whatever. Um, but then after that, you know, in, in both of us, it, it's it's been more about exercise. It's been more about you know grinding. But when it started to be, when I get to a certain age, which we've already discussed, they're youngin. Um, <laughs> you know, you're still young. <laughs> young at heart, they say. What? No, you are. You you literally are as young as you feel. Uh, Thirty nine is the new uh, thirty eight. But you have to start to understand what food does to your body. Yeah. You have to start to understand and make note of. When I eat this, and afterwards I feel like this, and whether that's guilt, whether that's lethargic, tired, you just like, sometimes when you have some meals, you'll just feel fucking gross. You're like, oh my God. Like, why? You have to be able to harness that feeling because all, all you're really doing is, is super serving your, your frontal cortex that says, this is really fucking good. Yep. You need this and you need this now. <laughs> and you're going to have to live not only with that that 10 minutes later, that feeling that you have in your stomach, in your brain, in your body, 
but you're going to have to live with it. If you're on an exercise program, you go, well, shit, that was 600 calories. And now yep. I, that run is now, that's baseline. I just, I just, thanks. I just did, you know, yep. five and a half miles and that just cleared out that one meal. If you start to be able to attach that feeling and subside a little bit that, that human urge, not all the time. I mean, it's, it's okay to, to, yeah. to treat yourself once in a while, but you get yourself, you know, a Midwest meal and you put something good in your body. That's good. That's that tastes good. That's delicious. And you don't have to have that. You get done eating. You're like, well, shit. Like I just, I, I just provided my body exactly what it needed. Yep. That craving that, that mental thing that says, Oh God, I, man, I just, I saw the fucking lit up sign on the side of the road. And I was like, yeah, we got to go there. Um, and even to add to that, too, is there's that layer, and you kind of briefly talked about it, too. It's not only the things that you're eating, but how you react to them. Mm-hmm. And it's that additional layer of psychology that, hey, maybe this isn't the best scenario that I'm stopping at McDonald's, but I'm not going to beat myself up over it right. and go down this vicious cycle of, oh, well, might as well not work out now because I'm at mm-hmm. baseline. And yeah. then all of a sudden you feel like crap because you suboptimal ingredients and you go down this path. Yeah. So is eating McDonald's bad? Is is a guy who is a health nut? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. It's it has its place. It's yeah. just you you need to understand that there is more layers to nutrition and to living a healthier lifestyle than just I need to eat chicken, rice and broccoli. Right. There's because so much more. Will will that potentially help you reach your goal? Yes. But life happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you want to go to your kids party and there is donuts and you haven't eaten anything all day, and you have a donut. Is that the worst thing for you? No. Right. Yeah, you got to be able to let go of that. Yeah, you too. have to be able to live mm-hmm. with it. And, and I mean, even around here, try to get someone not to drink beer in the Midwest. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. I mean, that's you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> ain't happening. I'm my best hypocrite right here, but you know, it only goes so far. There's, it, it, you have to be able to, I think, fully have a full concept of exactly what it is you're trying to do, right? And how you want to feel, right? If you want to feel like shit. Have a twelve pack, you know. I mean, it's it's it should be at no matter what. Well, maybe if you're you know young in your uh, your drinking adventures and you're doing the bar thing, yeah, you can probably recover a little faster. But you have to understand that everything, every decision you make today will certainly have an impact on what you're going to do tomorrow. Yep. I know if it's a it's a Friday night and I'm like you know I still want to kind of get up and, and knock something out on Saturday morning. If it gets to be a late Friday night. Everything is affected. That getting up is, you know, yep. talking about that 95% of your brain that gets you out of bed, that becomes a real struggle. And you you, and you will sit there. You will be awake. That's the toughest part is you will be awake. You'll be laying there in bed knowing that all you'd have to do is step out and you're just justifying why you don't fucking want to be like, well, 12 beers was a lot, you know? And then after you had, you know, three nachos sounded good. And, yep. and then all of a sudden you got home and you're like, shit, I'm still hungry. And all the the easiest things to grab are never going to be good for you. And all of a sudden, your Saturday, you know, you wanted to get up and knock something out. Or you wanted to get up and meditate or read. Now your day is, if you can't start your day in the, in the proper way, unless you're prepared for it. If you go, you know what, fuck it, Saturday is going to be my day. I'm not going to worry nope. about shit. And that's and, that's exactly why kind of I I get up in the morning too. Is mm-hmm. it's to provide that alternative. It's so easy that you don't have an excuse otherwise. Right. So that you get it on a upward roll instead of a downward spiral. Yeah, you want to be able to get up and, and and start your day, and then that 
that leads to the timing. I mean, we, 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 this has been a very cyclical, uh, you know, conversation here. It, it, but it, the reason it's cyclical is because it all ties together. Yep. And, and what Dan is doing uh, with Midwest Meals is, is it's so much more than just the nutrition level of it. It's so much more than just the ease of it. When you start talking about time, and we talked about schedules and breaking down your day, and and you set that goal, whatever it is. If you look in the mirror and you're like, I need to, I want to fucking lose 15 pounds, or and, and, and never say, I need to because of. Yep. I I need to lose 15 pounds because I have to fit into a suit for a wedding in this or for ladies I fit into yep. a dress or I have my reunion coming up and I need you need to do it because you want to this is what who you want to be yep. what you want to do you're tired of looking in that mirror and saying fuck you know I'm not where I want to be physically mentally I'm all over the map I can't quiet my thoughts uh, you know in my career I, I I get up and I'm just pissed off because I got to go to a job that I hate. I mean, I really like dogs, except for mine who's been barking this whole interview. Um, no, I love I love you, Tucker. Check him out on Instagram. Um, I like Tucker too. Yeah, he that's why First he's hand. barking. Like I've had people <laughs> down here before, and he's been he does his three minutes of introduction, and then he's like chills. You come in, Dan he's, comes he's in. He's talking in on the podcast. He's like, hey, hey, that guy smells like food. <laughs> smells good, but you know, uh, yeah, you and- have to be able to. Figure out what it is that you want, and then all of a sudden, all the things that we talked about throughout the course of this start to make sense. Like, okay, if I if I have that extra time, and I look at my day, and maybe I do get up. I mean, I, you don't don't start getting up at four o'clock in the morning. If you get up at seven, start getting up at six thirty, six forty. You know, backtrack six fifty five. Yeah, start small, and then all of a sudden, this just be, becomes part of your habit. And then six months, eight months, however long you set that goal for, you look at yourself and go, yeah, that's yeah. I didn't do it because I wanted to fit into that. I did it because end of the day it's figuring out who you want to be and working towards it even if it's a small incremental change because that's where you find your you know your your passion your what you want to do with your life Mm -hmm. ultimately then everything else kind of happens and you isolate yourself from the noise and then when you get to that mark that quote unquote where you set that goal and you realize that that's not that's not the end and again we talked about it that finish line just moves Yep. I mean, I'm getting up at five and now I'm getting up at four thirty because not only do I want to do this before I, I found meditation or I found, you know, if, if I can, you know, you're, you try to read 10 pages of, of a book a day, a paper book. They still make them people, <laughs> you know, cheap too. you want to be able to add that into your day. And now that you're like, well, shit, I, I went from getting up at seven and being lethargic and it took me an hour to get up and I had six cups of coffee to, man, I get up at five thirty and I want to get up at, you know. 515 because I want to get those 10 pages in. You can yeah. really, now you're starting to make some changes. You build some momentum. Permanent. Yeah. And with that, you can do whatever, whatever the hell you want to do. Dan Beck, MidwestMeals.com is the website. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, my man. Really appreciate it. Great conversation. I hope maybe somewhere in that, you know, hour plus that, uh, you know, somebody listens and they go, yeah, yeah, that, that's what I needed to hear today. Because I think when we start, when you start changing a person, that person all of a sudden can start changing not only themselves, maybe yeah. the people around them, and we get a you know we get the trickle down effect where all of a sudden everybody's everybody's better and we all yeah. live in a merry-go-round world, man. Let us know too, because I mean, we're we're the type of people that you know we're going to bring people up. Yeah. So if if something's helpful to you, share it out there with other people and let us know. Yeah. If, if you have questions, it's so simple to ask. You know, it, it's. Don't ever feel like a question is is stupid, you know, especially when you're talking about something that 
you legit have a question about. You're like, though, I really don't want to ask, you know, now what my caloric intake should be. I really, really don't want to ask, you know, what kind of running should, you know, if you ask questions, especially, and you can find people out there that will answer them for you. Start with the, the easiest question. I don't, I don't, how do I start running? Well, you know, put your shoes on, you go outside, start fucking running. Pretend like a bear is chasing you. No, there's, there's, there's steps to everything. And if you can take that baby step, you know, the next one gets a little easier and so on and so forth. Next time you're in a full out sprint and you feel amazing about yourself and thank you for the inspiration today. Fuck yeah. Appreciate it.